Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Oh my golly goodness, it is. 2022 is anyone else feeling like time is going by so incredibly fast that I can't keep track of anything anymore right now my life is the busiest it's ever been ever and I'm kind of loving it I'm loving diving into work right away into 2022 I didn't even really take the holidays off honestly which a lot of people are probably like okay that's concerning and yeah it is a little concerning but I also love work and since a lot of my work is my passion project like this podcast and YouTube and everything that I just, I really enjoy it. And if you follow me on all platforms, I'm always curious, actually. I'm always curious how many people follow me on like each specific platform, like Instagram, food Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, this podcast, and how much like differentiation there is between all of them. Because I have been posting on YouTube so much more consistently these days, and I never really cross promote on the podcast. But if you, for some reason, like listening to my voice, and want to see more of my content, I have been daily vlogging on YouTube and I have been absolutely loving it. I don't know what hit me, but I just one day I was like, okay, I'm going to start posting on YouTube again. And then it just became addicting. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to post every day. And although now like going into 2022, I mean, it's January 6th and I've started like all work aspects again. It's getting a little too hectic for me to say that I can post every day, but I'm posting like, I'm talking like four times a week at least. And people have been loving it. People have been loving it. So if you guys want to go follow me on YouTube, like and subscribe over there, you know, say you came from Commas Over Cold Brew because that will make my day. Anyway, so this episode starts off season four of the podcast and we're off to a good start because it is Thursday, January 6th at 6.41 p.m. when I'm recording this. So I'm already a little behind schedule. I apologize. I am a little bit late, but I promise this has been the most consistent platform of mine every Thursday I post. And I also just got a podcast editor, which is really exciting for me because I actually have never really outsourced anything in my entire life. And it's going to be fun to kind of have someone onto my team to grow the empire. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) That's not actually my goal to grow an empire, but it is nice to have someone help me with the podcast so that I can continue creating quality content for you fellas. So this episode, I mean, I've already done kind of a long intro about updating you all on the podcast and everything, but I also wanted to give a shout out to eight runners who inspire me like in the running world. Cause I know this is like pretty much a running podcast and there are just eight specific people that I genuinely find super inspiring in my own life. I'm not the type of person that has like a ton of role models. Like when someone asks me, who's your role model? I literally don't know because there's not one person I look at and I'm like, I want to be them, you know? But there are, I, I selected these eight people because they're people that I look at every single day and I admire them in some way. So I'm excited to kind of chat about that. I mean, we've already done a little bit intro about what's been going on in my life and everything, but a little farther into that, like I just have a lot of goals this year and I feel so so good right now I don't know what it is I don't know what's in the air I feel like a lot of people are feeling the opposite but I I feel great these days I'm so motivated I feel like I'm back to my old self it's hard to explain 
really what the last like five years of my life have been like. It's hard to kind of emphasize like the gravity of like the situations I was in or like how I was feeling and how much I didn't feel like myself. And now ever since going to therapy and really taking 2021 to completely work on my mental headspace, let me tell you right now, I feel the best I've felt since high school. I'm not even kidding. I feel like in college, I lost my personality a bit. And I think anyone that has watched my YouTube videos recently, like you can see my personality coming back. I really just, I don't know what was, what got into me in college. And then after college, like I was just in a, I was in a phase, you know, and it was not a good one. And I took 2021 completely as like a mental health approached year Ever since talking to Alexi Pappas on my podcast last year in February, I was like, I need to treat my mental health like a an actual injury. I felt like it was really, really holding me back, my mental health. I, I've never really fully taken a break off social media, and I kind of wish I did in 2021, but I just find it hard to take a break. I mean, I do love it, and I kind of feel like I was holding on for a while by like, you know, thin strings or whatever they say. I'm not really good with these analogies, but... Now I feel like I'm at literally the top of my game for social media purposes and bringing out quality content for you all. And I just have so many good ideas and goals for the year that I am going to accomplish. It's not even an if I do it or I want to, it's I'm going to do it. The beginning of the year is kind of like the same vibe for everyone. I mean, everyone's trying to like reset or blah, blah, blah or whatever. But a lot of people I feel like are make resolutions and try to like fix themselves in a lot of different ways. And that's what I've been seeing all over social media. Resolutions are kind of based off of shame. For me personally, I never like to make resolutions because then if I don't follow through with them one day, I feel like my whole life unravels. Like I just get really hard on myself when it comes to resolutions. And I've found that it's just, it makes it really unsustainable for me. And it makes me really hard to bounce back if I fail one of my resolutions. So I never go into the new year with resolutions. I more just have goals for the year. And I hope you guys all go in with that same approach because I know it can kind of just be really overwhelming at the start of the year. And honestly, there's a lot of like negativity in the air right now. I don't know what it is all over social media, but it is not the vibe. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe I've just been consuming too much social media or TikTok or something, but I'm going to rant right now for a little bit. I'm going to rant about TikTok. I love the platform TikTok. It is so funny. It makes me laugh. It definitely sends those little like dopamine spikes or whatever the chemical is in your brain that when you need to be entertained um, and it gives you those little happy chemicals. It really does because it's so such like fast paced content and it's really entertaining. But the things that are posted on that platform are so incredibly toxic. The amount of people body checking on there or people just making their lives out to be perfect, insane filters. There's so much fakeness on TikTok that is even beyond what Instagram has been or... I mean, YouTube, I feel like you kind of see a lot more because it's long form content, but TikTok, it's like all so aesthetically pleasing most of the time that I get off that app and I'm like, I'm a mess. Like, why am I not like this? Why am I not? Why don't I have this like aesthetic feed on my Instagram? Why am I not living this aesthetic life? I spend too much time indoors. Everyone's out exploring. Everyone has so many friends. Everyone has all this amazing clothing that they all buy and everyone's working so hard and I'm not working hard enough and everything. And I feel like that platform tiktok is the number one platform for me where i get off of it and i feel worse about myself one because of just the content i see and then two it just wastes so much of my time and i don't even realize it like i'll be on the app for two hours and i'm like oh my goodness i could be doing so much 
more with my time than wasting time on social media, especially something that makes me feel not that great about myself. So I'm kind of having this struggle with TikTok lately of I don't really know what I want to do with it because I do genuinely love the platform. I think it's really funny and it can be really helpful. I've learned a lot of different things about it, but you don't really regulate what comes up on your feed. So it's just kind of like, I don't know what the right word is. The fact that you can't really pick and choose what you're watching. It just is given to you on the For You page, just kind of concerns me. And for other people too, like there's definitely inappropriate content on TikTok. And I can't imagine growing up with that platform when I was younger, just comparing myself to these people or just like even the topics that are being discussed. I'm like, okay, there are children on this app. I always see on the comments now lately, people are like, this used to be a dancing app. And I was like, yeah, what happened to that? Because now the stuff I see on there, I'm like, okay, this is literally disturbing for me, a 25 year old. like. I can't even imagine how many 12 year olds are seeing this and being one confused or just like processing this at such a young age. And this is such a rant. I've just been thinking about that with social media and everything. And then isn't it ironic though, how like I say all this about social media and then here I am making content on social media. But I always try to keep it real with you guys because social media can be such a facade from being like behind the scenes of it, you guys. I know you've probably heard it so many times, like Instagram is fake or social media is fake. It really, really is. You never know what's going on behind the screen of these people. There's so many aesthetic feeds where you'd be like, this person is perfect or I want this person's life or I want to be this person. Like you genuinely have no idea what is going on behind the cameras. One of the main things I see on TikTok, this is kind of going off of the episode from two weeks ago about my body image stuff. I see so much content on TikTok about changing bodies. Like, this is the before, this is the after. Like, I was so gross then and now I'm beautiful now because I lost 40 pounds or whatever. And I feel like just consuming so much of this content is going to mess so many more people up. Like, I get it, people are proud of their transformations or whatever, but I think just the way that it's packaged and how often people are seeing it on TikTok, along with like so many other people that make their lives out to be perfect and aesthetically pleasing. Like it is just so, so unhealthy to be consuming this content all the time. No matter how many of these transformation trends you see on social media, you don't need to change your body to feel good. You really don't, you need to change your mind. And that's what a lot of people don't talk about on the internet is your mental health. It's all about the ab challenges or like getting abs in one week. And it's just, it's not, it's not about that. It's not about that. Like, obviously you want to feel good. You want to feel fit. You want to feel your body and you want to treat your body right. But I just feel like the weight loss stuff is just so prominent on TikTok right now, especially with the new year rolling around and everyone having their resolutions. And I just want to make it clear that like, if you're like even considering that, or if you feel influenced by these sort of TikToks or like diet culture in general, I really, really recommend you read the book Intuitive Eating. I think it'll really help change your perspective on health in general and just like the relationship with your body. And I think for me, especially with like my really bad body image struggles, seeing these TikToks would not help me at all. Like seeing someone lose 40 pounds and then telling me to lift weights and eat in the calorie deficit was not gonna help me change my relationship with my body. Healing your relationship with your body comes from the internal side of it. And 
Yeah, I don't know why I wanted to talk about this. I was going to talk about it in one of my like latest YouTube videos, but I just figured since I talked about all the body image stuff last week or two weeks ago that I wanted to touch on it in this podcast episode because I just have been seeing so much of it on my TikTok and it's like really pissing me off, to be honest. The main takeaway for me when it comes to a new year, new season of life, is to go after what you want this year. Write down a list of goals that you want to achieve over the next 12 months or even just the next few months of what you want to get better at, what you want to try, try something new maybe. For me, dating is definitely on the horizon. I have not put myself out there at all. I've talked about this on my YouTube as well, but I've not been putting myself out there over the last few years, especially like just have not even tried at all. I also have some big financial goals that I want to achieve. Just, you know, making sure to better myself this year and just taking steps every day, but not like holding myself strict to these resolutions that I feel bad about myself. If one day I get too busy and I can't, you know, go get a run in that I'm not going to beat myself up and then fall into like a spiral of me feeling bad about myself. I just really recommend you just have some broad goals that you wanna achieve and take the small steps each day to get there. So if you're looking to heal your relationship with your body though, I seriously cannot recommend the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribole, I think her name is, Tribole. I'll link it in the description box, but that was the first step for me to start healing my relationship with my body. And it genuinely changed my life and my perspective on my body, my body image and everything. And if you're also struggling with your body image, I recommend that be one of your goals for the year is to really try to work at the mental side of that because coming out the other side now, my life feels like it's beginning again. Because if you felt like me in the last episode where you felt like every day was consumed by thoughts of your body and changing your body and always just feeling bad about yourself, there is no better feeling than feeling relieved of that like 90% of your day being consumed by those thoughts. I feel so much more motivated in my life, able to think about everything else that's going on in my life rather than like my body and what I need to do to fix it. Like I can't even emphasize, this is just kind of, this is now just turning into a body image episode 2.0, but I just really wanted to touch on that because everyone just gets swamped with New Year's resolutions and things being thrown in your face about changing yourself or whatever, but change your mind. That is the biggest step and I recommend intuitive eating. It really helped me a lot. So one of the reasons I also feel like I feel the best I've felt in a really long time is really because of one of today's podcast sponsors, which is Inside Tracker. You guys know I've been working with them for almost a full year now. And let me tell you, Tailoring my diet and lifestyle to like my own blood work and my own results from the Inside Tracker tests has really changed the game for me. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And they use a patented algorithm to analyze your body's data and provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. For me, I've really noticed a difference in adding like flaxseed to my meals every single day and like checking it off on my Inside Tracker app, making sure I do it. And also taking an oil form of vitamin D has been so helpful and I cannot wait to see my next results because again, I was really low on vitamin D the last time I got tested and now I'm truly making it a priority every single day without fail. I will bring it on my road trips, I will do everything because I am so determined to check off my little vitamin D task every day on the Inside Tracker app. So I cannot recommend Inside Tracker enough. It's really helped me feel better with running and just in day-to-day -day life. For a limited time, right now, you can get 28% off the entire Inside Tracker store. All you have to do is go to insidetracker.com slash Emma to get that 28% off. As, as always, linked in the show notes, go check it out. We are about to talk about some of the most inspiring people in my life in the running world. But you know what also inspires me? Good food. <laughs> 
Today's sponsor of Converse Over Cold Brew is Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your kind of diet or preference. They're the most sustainable meal kit, which is awesome. Enjoy your greens while being green. They offset 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Can you believe that? Green Chef's pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. Also with grocery shopping, you don't even have to go grocery shopping anymore because you get to avoid the long lines at the grocery store. It's so convenient with pre-portioned, easy to follow recipes that are delivered right to your door. So they also have pre-made and pre-measured sauces, dressings, and spices to get you more of a chef curated flavor in less time. I literally love every single one of their meals. I just got the plant-based box and it's made with so many good plant-based recipes, so flavorful and delicious. And you guys know that when I rave about something, I mean it. And Green Chef is worth the hype. If you guys are interested, go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash coldbrew130 and use code coldbrew130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. As always, it's linked in the show notes, and now let's get back into the episode. Now let's get into the meat of the episode, which is the eight runners that I find super inspiring in my life. And I'm gonna try to not make this too long because I don't wanna talk your ear off for 90 minutes. So I'm going to just go through a couple minutes on each person, but kind of going off of this topic of body image and everything, one of the first people that have really inspired me lately is Ali Ostrander. And I know you guys probably all know her. She's been on my podcast back in 2020, I believe. And she'll come on again here soon. We talk a decent amount. But if you guys don't know, she recently just decided to leave the Brooks Beast and focus on mental health and recovering from her eating disorder. But she opened up about it on social media and did a whole YouTube video about it and, and how she's just like going through these struggles. And if you guys don't share on social media, like it is just really hard sometimes to open up about something that raw and honest to tens of thousands of people that are watching you. And someone like Allie, I mean, she's been a big influence in the running world for a long time now. And for her to come out publicly and just basically go into full detail about what she's been going through and how she's getting through it and how it's been really challenging, I think for me has even helped me be more open about my struggles and being a professional runner and like deciding to step away for like the mental and physical health reasons is really, really difficult. If your entire income is coming from like these running shoe deals and your life's dream is to like run at the Olympics or run at the professional level, to make that decision to step away from your professional team is such a huge decision, but it's also so incredibly necessary. And that's why I really commend Allie for making that decision. I can only imagine how hard it was for her. And I think she's just a good role model for people that are also dealing with mental health struggles and maybe need to take a break from running. And they, they're like hesitant about doing it because they have to give up so much and stuff. But I think Allie just making that decision and announcing it on social media and everything and still... Just being so open about it, I think is so important for our sport because the amount of people that struggle with the same thing is so, so high that I'm sure that she has influenced a lot of other people to take time to focus on their mental health as well and like really make it a priority in their life. So 
I don't know if Allie even listens to my podcast, but Allie, if you're out there listening, like I've already told you over text and everything, but I seriously really admire you as a person and I know how much courage it takes to open up about it on the internet. So yeah, I just really think that she is an awesome person. Regardless of how fast she runs, I think she's just an influence to everyone in a positive way on and off the track or the mountain running course or whatever, the steeplechase, whatever she may be running. So another person in the running world who I know a bit personally that has dealt with hardships in the past has been Elise Cranny. And I wouldn't say Elise and I are super close in any or anything, but I ran against her at Stanford and everything, and she was like a, such a good high school runner. And I know at Stanford, she just dealt with a lot of injuries. And she came on my podcast and she talked about how she struggled with red S and amenorrhea and everything. And I think just watching her progression from high school to becoming an Olympian last year was so, so inspiring to me because being that good in high school, I can only imagine like how much pressure you have going into college. And then if you just get injured a decent amount in college, it's probably just kind of soul crushing a little bit, but Elise never failed to show up in college. Like she would make it to NCAAs and run well and everything, but I think her perseverance through these injuries, through these other like hard periods of time that she's had over the last couple of years is really inspiring to me because she ended up making the Olympics. And I think that is just the definition of someone that looks at long, long-term success rather than short-term, like let's, put you through the grinder and see what you can do in four years and then spit you out at the end and see if you're like still <laughs> able to run, you know? And I think college can be that college can be like that for a lot of people where you just have so much pressure on you in those four years. And I don't know, there's just not that much emphasis on long-term. And I feel like Elise is just the perfect example of someone who has never stopped working hard. And even though she's dealt with a lot of injury and the red S and everything, I think She's just always had that long-term approach and also a passion for running to where she is in like the best shape of her life, making it to the Olympics. It's so inspiring to me to watch someone do that, especially someone that I've seen race over the years and I've followed for a long time. So at least again, I have no, I honestly have no idea who like in my inner circle listens to this podcast, but you inspire me and I just love to watch all these people's running careers because even though they probably don't know it and I probably don't say it enough to them personally, they all inspire me. So the third person that I wanted to talk about in this episode is one of my close friends and she has close ties to Elise, which is why I'm bringing her up next. And that is Carissa Schweitzer. And if you guys have been following me since like 2020, early 2020, I was actually roommates with Carissa in Portland. So Chris is one of my close friends, I would say, and just watching her dedication to the sport of track and field is mesmerizing to me. That Bowerman team has some of the most dedicated people I've ever met in my life, like on their roster, because the amount of training that they do is so incredibly mind-blowing to me, like how someone can do that every day and the dedication and the focus that they have to have is is something that very select people I think would be able to succeed with or like be able to, you know, endure. And that's the, that's the beauty about professional running. A lot of it is just the sacrifices that you have to make for the sport to be a professional runner at that level is 
your whole life is dedicated to it. And one thing about Carissa that I do love is that she's also very normal. Like she has such a great personality. And I, even though she works so hard every day and, and is so committed to her sport, she always cracks jokes and everything and makes sure to spend time with her friends. And she's really social. And I really like that about Carissa because I know how like time consuming running can be and how easy it is to isolate yourself. But I feel like she also is a very balanced person and it's hard to find that in professional track and field just because of the sacrifice it takes for success in the sport. And she's also the type of person where when she gets on the starting line, I know that she's going to perform. Like I know she's going to do well. And even though she'll come back and be like, oh, that wasn't my best day or whatever. I'm like, you literally made it to the Olympics. Uh <laughs> She just has such high standards for herself and she seems to always meet them. And I don't want to put a bunch of pressure on Carissa or anything, but um, I feel like she's just one of the most consistent people I know. And she just goes onto the starting line, even though she may be nervous or whatever. I just know that she will perform every time because she has that expectation for herself. And yeah, and I think just living with her firsthand and just seeing like the full experience of her and her training and everything and eventually going to the Olympics, it was just so cool for me as a friend to watch someone do that. So... Krista, you inspire me. Another person in my very close friend circle that inspires me is Nikki Hiltz. And I feel like this will come no surprise to anyone because you know how often they've been in my content. But Nikki is someone that has always, without fail, lived their true, authentic life. I feel like Nikki is one of the funniest people I know. And also someone who's very normal as a professional runner and although is very dedicated to their training, I feel like they make an effort to have a bit of a social life and, and are just very down to earth. And I just really admire them about that because like I said before, I think it's just really easy to fall into kind of isolation when you're a professional runner because the lifestyle is just so strict sometimes. And I always admire people that are able to have a better balance in their life because I know it takes a lot of like energy to do that. So Nikki always does a good job of that. I'm not kidding when I say that Nikki is one of the funniest people I know. I love being around them because they never fail to make me laugh. We crack jokes and I feel like it's kind of rare for me in my life to really laugh hard at something or someone. And Nikki is one person in my personal life that when I hang out with them, I seriously will not stop laughing. Like my stomach will hurt when I leave because that's how much I'm cracking up. I did a whole episode with Nikki last year, but we talked about how they came out as non-binary and that obviously made waves in the sport of professional track and field. What I like most about Nikki is that I'm the type of person I love when someone lives like their most authentic life and their truth and they like pave a way for themselves and they're not afraid of what's in their way. And I think Nikki's life is just a good example of that. I feel like Nikki is just so determined and excited about everything that they do that it always just inspires me to live the same way myself. Like I think Nikki is really courageous and they are the type of person that makes me want to be a better person and that's why I like hanging out with them because every time I talk with Nikki I feel like we always come up with great ideas or we just have really good conversation that is true and like real so Nikki you might listen to my podcast I don't know but you really inspire me and I don't tell you enough I don't think because I think I need to start saying these things out loud more and like actually tell people in my personal life but I appreciate you Nikki and keep doing what you're doing next person that I had on my list was Alexi Pappas and I think that is no surprise because of how much I've talked about how impactful that her podcast episode with me was last year and how much it actually changed like the course of my life. I feel like after that episode where we talked about 
mental health being something that you need to work on like a physical injury like you need to take time to go see a therapist and go get it sorted out before you can kind of resume training or just even resume resume like going after your goals and everything and Alexi's podcast episode truly changed the trajectory of what my 2021 ended up being. Her book Bravey was also just a very very good book and I think it was really raw and honest about what a lot of runners deal with or just like people in life in general with mental health and everything and also the fact that she you know is a runner but then is also an entrepreneur like there's just a lot of aspects to Alexi that I really admire and again there's just a lot of people in my life that I feel like have actually changed my life in a lot of different ways that I don't really emphasize enough and I just want that's why I wanted to make this podcast episode because I wanted to talk about it and kind of share with the world how inspiring these people have been in my own personal life because I don't think I say it enough to their face and so now I'm saying it to thousands of people's faces but I should probably actually just have one-on-one conversations (laughs) with these people and tell them that they have really impacted me in various ways. There's a group of people on this list that I also wanted to talk about and that was Tin Man Elite. And I think that they have just done such a good job of showing what is possible in the sport of professional running. Like, it is hard out there. It is hard to be a professional runner. I don't think people really realize how hard it is to make a living off of running. And I think Tin Man Elite has just done such an incredible job with the power of social media and being open and documenting their entire like experience and being able to turn it into an entire team where people are being able to be funded by merch. Like it is so awesome to see the mutual value that people get out of it. Like the consumers of Tin Man Elite content get awesome footage and everything of what it, what it's like to be a professional runner. And then on the other hand, the Tin Man Elite get are able to be funded to be able to live their dream of being a professional runner. So I think regardless of how good people are, like if they're making teams or not, I think just being able to pursue a passion and making that happen is so inspiring to me. And that's why someone like Sam Parsons or like Drew Hunter and making that whole thing a reality, being able to pave the way for a lot of other people and even growing the sport of track and field by making a ton of like social media content around it and having other people be inspired to get into running or just be better runners and everything. I think it's just so important. And I know a lot of like the old generation, I feel like hates on social media influencers in the running world, but it is one of the biggest ways to grow the sport. So back off haters because without people like Timan Elite, our sport will die. And (laughs) I just really admire Timan Elite because I know how much work that they do behind the scenes. And I can only imagine like the investment that took at the beginning, especially to to start the whole Timan Elite team and everything. So yeah, I wanted to add them to the list. A few more people I want to talk about. The next one is Courtney Frericks, and she's another person that's on Bowerman. A lot of these people are closer to me personally. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people that are inspiring in the running world, but these are people that have impacted my life personally because obviously I have like a kind of a personal relationship with them. But Courtney Frericks is super sweet. And she's so dedicated to her craft. And again, she is someone that shows up on the starting line where I know she's going to perform. When I interviewed her before the Olympic trials, I just like saw in her eyes, like how much she wanted to make it to the Olympics again. And like how, how much she wants to be a good runner and how much she wants to be the best in the country, in the world and everything. And it's just so inspiring talking to people like that. And then watching her at the Olympic trials fall in, in the fall in the middle of the round and then get back up and just completely compose herself like she's just so professional with the sport and 
it's super cool to see like how much her dedication has really paid off. Again, she's someone that got into the sport late because she came from a gymnastics background. But again, just like deciding to commit and then going all in and it has really paid off, obviously, because then she ended up qualifying for the Olympics and then getting an Olympic medal. So I just love watching people in my personal life succeed, especially like the runners that I've met, because obviously I, I was a competitive runner for a long time and I got to see everyone through college and everything. And it is so cool just to see people succeed. And like now everyone that I ran with in college is like going to the Olympics and running at professional level. Like it's just so awesome to see people go after their dreams, even like people that aren't runners, just people that are doing what they want to do. I'm just so inspired by passionate people. So I think that's, that's why a lot of these people are on my list. And the last person I wanted to talk about, and I kind of want to close this episode off before it gets too long, is any professional runner with a nine to five. Or anyone that's even training for like something like a marathon, something that takes over, I would say, 10 plus hours of training every week that has like the full on corporate nine to five life, they inspire me so much because I have a corporate job now. And I know I talked with Kyle Merber about this and he's like, it would be so easy for me to be a professional runner and do a nine to five. But for someone like me, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do the, like the six, the early morning wake ups and then after work, I am just so tired that I can't imagine like going out and training for some super long race or the level of dedication and sacrifice it takes to run at the professional level. I can't imagine also having a 40 hour work week on top of that training. So I'm not really thinking of anyone in my own life. I'm just talking about in general, like those people, those moms that end up running, you know, 230 something in the marathon or just people like that. I'm just like, sheesh, you must love the sport because the amount of dedication and sacrifice that takes to be at that level is so incredibly inspiring. So I just kind of want to end off with that because it wasn't really a specific person. It was just kind of a general consensus I've come to since getting the nine to five job and everything. So I know this episode was kind of all over the place, but I just kind of wanted to kick it off with a fun little podcast episode. And I know you guys have been loving the solo episodes and I want to do more of them in this next season. So feel free to always like DM on Instagram. We have a podcast Instagram. It's just at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod. And DM me with any solo episode topics you ever want to hear about or guest recommendations because I honestly feel like I've interviewed the entire running world or people that I know personally. And now I'm like, okay, who's next? You know, I'm always looking for guest recommendations or even just topic recommendations because I had like a sports psych on back in August, I think it was. And I really loved that episode because it was really informational to people. And I want to make this podcast informational, not just like entertaining or the same old, same old. I want to kind of switch it up. So just let me know what you guys want to hear from me. And also don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts because that is like the number one free way to support. And I also love reading your guys' reviews. I would love to reach a thousand ratings and reviews. That would literally make my life. We're at like 920 right now, I think. And we're so close. And I love reading your little messages that go along with the review. And it seriously keeps me going with this podcast. Because again, I don't really get that much feedback other than like DMs and then reading the reviews. Other than that, I'm kind of left in the dark every time I post and I have no idea if people like the episode or not. So if you would take the time to rate and review, I really appreciate it. Like I said in the beginning, I've been posting so much more on YouTube and I have such, such, such big plans for the next year to come. So make sure to go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're not already. There's a lot of <laughs> quality content on there. I've been vlogging a lot recently. There's a lot of like nutrition information on there, a lot of what I eat in a days and that type of deal. And I'm going to do more of those in the future too. So 
go check that out. Again, so excited for this season and 2022 in general. And I hope you guys have some awesome goals for this year and that maybe this episode helped inspire you a little bit more to go get after them. If you're on a run right now, I appreciate you and you are getting after it because I'm sitting down recording this podcast and not on a run. But <laughs> if you're on a run right now, you are, you are on the grind. So and if you're not, maybe you get out the door and get on a run right now. But I'm not going to because it's 8 p.m. And I live in downtown, so that would be scary. Anyway, okay, well, I'm going to go. But we have a fun guest for next week. So stay tuned for that. And I will hear from you all in the next one. Peace out, fellas. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.